Thanks for joining Cornerstone for our message of the week. We hope you'll be inspired and encouraged. To connect with our church family and to watch our services live, download our app today by texting Sparks Will Fly as one word, app to 77977. That's Sparks Will Fly app to 77977 or by visiting us online at sparkswillfly.cc. Good morning, Cornerstone. Uh, this is a little bit different. It's going to take a little time to get used to, but uh, I just wanted to come this morning, and um, obviously just because we can't meet, it doesn't shut us down. Thank God for the technology we have today to just to be able to get the word out. It's one thing that uh, Pastor Stanton said this morning. There's more people outside the walls of the church going to hear the gospel this morning than in any time before. So we're thankful for that. And um, and so I just has been seeking the Lord, you know, God, what, what would you have me to say? And I really believe that I've heard from the Lord and I want to share something with us this morning that uh, that we can do right there in our homes with our family. You know, many are looking at this time and saying, man, this is such a this is just such an inconvenience. But, you know, we ought to take this time and um, and really uh it really puts things back into perspective, which is our families, and to take this time to minister to our children. You know, we have a great and awesome uh, staff here, but, uh, you know, that Stanton is really not your child's pastor. You are. You are the, we, we are the, we are the shepherds of our own house. And so we ought to take this time in this season to really focus on the family, to strengthen on the family, to strengthen the family so that when we get back together in the days ahead, um, I'm just expecting just a mighty outpouring of the favor of God and the, and the power of God really all throughout this nation. But uh, this morning, I want to draw us our attention to really something that is, um, uh, uh, you know, our lives are not changed by this one big dramatic thing. I heard, I heard this years ago, uh, I think Damon Thompson shared this years ago, probably 10 or 12 years ago, that impacted my life in a great way. And he just said this, you know, what, what, is, what changes our lives is not just that one great conference or not just that one great service we were in, although those things impact our lives, but what brings such transformation is the continual application of the elementary things. And so this week while I was in prayer, I was reminded, I kept going back every time I was with the Lord, that I kept going back to the subject of communion. And I want to share some things on communion this morning, and I want to encourage us as a body that this is something that we would do not only today, but I believe this is something that we should be putting into practice into our families every day. So I, what I'm saying to our cornerstone body, what I believe I'm hearing from the Lord, is that we should take communion on a daily basis, especially in this season. And um, and so not only that is when we take communion, we're praying and seeking God and we're believing that the power of God is going to shatter this virus. I believe what the enemy is meant to harm us. God's going to turn around for for our good. Rick Warren says this. He said anybody can turn good out of good, but only God can take and turn 
good out of bad. And I do believe that God's going to turn the tide on this thing and our nation's going to soar like never before. I believe the gospel is going to be preached like never before. I believe just as I preached a few weeks ago in this house that the mountain of the house of God shall be established above the mountains of the house of the Lord and that people are going to flow to the house of the Lord and say, teach us your ways. And so, Father, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for the privilege to sit at this table. I thank you that you provided technology with us to be able to reach the people. I speak hope into every person's life. I speak encouragement into them. And I pray today as we look to your word, Father, there's so many things being said today that are not true, but we thank you that we have in our hands today the word of God, which is absolute truth. And we stand on it. We trust you in this season. And, uh, and uh, we just thank you. So let's get in the Word of God. Today I want to teach on the subject of communion. And I want to take the text out of 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And, um, and let's begin in verse 23. I'll be reading out the Passion Translation. I also have the New King James with me because I want to read a couple of verses out of there also. And so also, too, why I'm teaching. Listen, whatever you got in your house, you say, well, I don't have no juice and I don't have no bread. I'm telling you this morning, by faith, I would get me some tea. I'd get me some Coke. I'd get me a cracker, whatever you got in the house. I don't care if it's a can of Viennese sausage. You bust it open and we're going to, we're going to, uh, we're going to take communion together and I'm going to declare over our church body over our community over our city that um, that there, there is no darkness coming here in the name of Jesus Christ. We curse the coronavirus to the very root and declare it to be broken and be gone in the name of Jesus. So let's get in the Word of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 23, out of the Passion Translation, Paul said, I've handed down to you what came to me by direct revelation from the Lord himself the same night in which he was handed over. Look at this. The same night in which he was betrayed and handed over, he took bread, gave thanks. Then he distributed it to the disciples and said, Take it and eat for, for your field. It is my body which is given for you. Do this to remember me. And he did the same with the cup of wine after supper and said, This cup seals the new covenant with my blood. Drink it. And whenever you drink this, do it and remember, do it to remember me. Look at this verse right here. Whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are retelling the story. Look at this, proclaiming or preaching our Lord's death until he comes. I want to take your attention to that verse again. When you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are retelling the story, proclaiming our Lord's death until he comes. Listen to this, friend. Every time we take communion, we remind the devil that he lost. I want to tell you this morning, he's absolutely lost. God's still on the throne. God's still reigning. Come on, somebody. Each time we take communion, we are proclaiming all the benefits of Jesus Christ, full redemption for our lives, forgiveness, wholeness, strength, health, sufficiency. We are not only realigning ourselves with Christ, but we are also proclaiming the reality of heaven over our lives. Every time we take communion, 
We are reminding the devil that he is lost, and we are proclaiming all the benefits of Jesus Christ's full redemption for our lives, forgiveness, wholeness, strength, health, sufficiency. We are not only realigning ourselves with Christ, but we are also proclaiming the reality of heaven over our lives. Before I left this morning, Catherine and I got up early this morning, and we stood in our home. And I broke bread and we we took the juice and we poured it in the cups and she and I prayed over our house, over our property, over our community, over our church family. And we took took communion declaring the promises of God, what God has already purchased for us, friend. And and we, we were declaring that over our household and our children. I encourage you to do the same. Listen to this, that communion is not some church ritual that's bound down that we do this at Easter or we do this at at Christmas, but it is a prophetic act. Listen to this, a prophetic act is a Holy Spirit-inspired physical action that disrupts the atmosphere. But I would encourage us in this season too, be careful how much news that you take in. There's nothing wrong with staying informed, but there's so much, there's so much bombardment Bombarding our minds, trying to push fear and anxiety. Now is a time that we must stay in faith and we trust what God's Word says. Listen, the, taking communion is a prophetic act, and a prophetic act disrupts the atmosphere. It silences the lies of the enemy. It silences fears, and it realigns our mind back to the cornerstones of God's Word. Listen to this. In Exodus 12, 22... Moses instructed the Israelites to put the blood of the lamb, to put the blood of a lamb to the lintel and to the two doorposts of their house, and no one to go outside until morning. The lamb's blood didn't save them. The will of God saved them. The lamb's blood was a prophetic act that each family did in order to align themselves with God's will and alert to the spirit realm to whom, to whom they belong. My God, when I took communion this morning, it was announcement to the whole world and to hell itself that my family, my family is covered by the blood of the Lamb. We belong, we are aliens in this earth, and we belong to heaven. Heaven is our home, it is our reality, and this is what we're proclaiming. Now, I want to read something, and this has been read a lot, and I think that we should really daily feast on this, is is Psalms 91. I want to read Psalms 91 to you out of the Passion Translation. Remember, when we take communion, it is a prophetic act and it is an announcement to whom we belong to. Now look at this in Psalms 91. In Psalms 91, great promise here. It says, when you sit enthroned under the shadow, the Passion Translation, translate that verse as... um, as Shaddai, it is taken from the Hebrew root word with many expressive meanings. It can mean God of, of the mountain, God the destroyer of enemies. Come on, friend. Um, God the self-sufficient one, and God the nurturer of babies, God the Almighty. When you sit under the shadow, you know, Bill's been teaching out of this. Bill John's been teaching out of this verse of Scripture a lot, and he's been talking about the shadow. The shadow is a dark time. The shadow is a time that, that, that we can't really see that much. You've heard me teach this a lot. The Bible says that the, word of, that the Word of the Lord is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. When we can't see, when, when it seems like we can't see, 
see that much. We must trust the lamp. Friend, the Word of God will never fail us. Look at this. You are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He is the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me. The only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue me. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy, and he will protect you from false accusations and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering or his, majest- or his majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor, ha- nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Look at this verse. Do not fear a thing. My God, I want to say that again. Do not fear a thing. Whether by night or by day, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil launched against you. Even in a time of disaster, with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. I declare that over this house. I declare that over your life. I declare that over your family and everybody that's connected to this house. It shall not come nigh your dwelling in the name of Jesus. You will be a specter as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God most high, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? Come on, somebody. God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they will be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You will even walk unharmed among the, among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For, where, for here is what the Lord has spoken to me because you have delighted in me as my great lover I will greatly protect you I will set you in a high place safe and secure before my face I will answer your cry for help every time you pray and you will find and feel my presence even in your time of pressure and trouble I just was just thinking about this in Psalms 46 it says though the earth be shaken And everything around us is quaking. There's a river. I want to remind you that, friend, every day there's a river of God's presence. If we will just get off the news and we'll get into his presence and say, Father, I pray that you speak to me, God. Quiet the storm within me. Don't let fear grip my heart. Let us stay at a place of peace. Remember, peace is not the absence of calamity, but peace is a powerful thing to the believer. And listen to me, peace crushes the enemy underneath our feet. So, Father, I pray, blanket blanket us with peace in this season that you may crush the enemy underneath our feet. I will answer your cry for help in a time when you pray, and you will find and feel my presence, even in your time of pressure and trouble. And I will be your glorious hero and give you a feast. You will be satisfied with a full life, and with that, and all that I'll do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. Remember this, this, this thing called communion this morning that I'm calling forth our church family. Every day we seek the Lord that we're to add communion. We're to add communion into our prayer, into our homes with our children. We're to take communion. We're to tell them what it's for. And I believe that the Lord is going to supernaturally protect us. We remind the devil 
that he is lost and we remind the devil to whom we belong to. Remember this, listen to this. Communion is a reminder that Jesus himself gave to us the ultimate covenant. It is the body and blood of Jesus shed for us. Luke 22 verse 20 says, After supper was over, he lifted up the cup again and said, This cup is my blood, the new covenant I make with you. Blood has three main functions. Listen to this. To provide life, health, and protection. The old hymn is still true this morning in 2020 that there is power in the blood of Jesus. Come on, we used to sing that when I was a little boy. There is power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. After Jesus' after Jesus blood was spilt for the new covenant, we became not only heirs of Abraham, not only heirs of Abraham, but also co-heirs with Christ. We share in the inheritance with Jesus. Listen to this verse right here. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I tell you what, one of the miracles we see is that I can sit on this chair without running around and hollering up in here. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And when we all get back together, I'm not going to fuss about anybody being quiet anymore because it's all quiet up in this house this morning. Listen to this. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 21. So don't be proud of your allegiance to any human leader. For actually, you have already had you already have everything. It has all been given for your benefits. My God, church, we have an ultimate benefit package this morning. And communion reminds us of the benefit package that we walk in as believers. Friend, listen to this. Whether it is Paul or Apollos or Peter the Rock, or whether it is the world or life or death, or whether it is... It is the present or the future. Everything belongs to you. And now you are joined to the Messiah who is joined to God. What belongs to us? What belongs to us is freedom from anxiety, freedom from fear, freedom from torment. What belongs to us? Healing from sickness and disease. All of those are our birthrights, friend. We have access to that this morning, and it's time that we tap into our inheritance. The blood of Jesus has paid for everything. Jesus died for our sins and for our sickness. Anything that threatens to steal, kill, or destroy our life in Him is not of Him. I have seen so much posted about this about this virus, about that God's that God is judging us, friend. I, I just have to keep it real simple. I'm not here to get in a theology debate what many people believe or whatever. I just know this: that God is good and the devil is bad. The way I view this at my family is this is an attack on this nation. This is an all-out assault on the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is assault on the unity of the body of Christ for coming together. And so I believe this, that he died for our sins and for our sickness. Anything that threatens to steal, kill, or destroy our life in him is not of God, friend. When he died, when he, when he went to the cross, he carried with him every dark things of the enemy and was, and was the eternal sacrifice on our behalf. Now let's look at the promise right here that we have. Let's look at this promise right here in Isaiah 53. 
Isaiah 53, and we're going to take communion together. Um, I got a couple of people in here with me, and we're going to all take communion in here. Pastor Stanton's in here with me, Pastor Matt, and thank God for John Brown that we have him to get the technology out. And so uh, we're going to take communion together, and we're going to declare exactly what I'm preaching into your household, into your family, and everybody that's connected. I'm, 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 I'm believing this for our community. I'm believing this for those that are affected by the virus in, in Albany, and Tifton, I'm telling you, friend, we're going to overcome this. We're going to come out on the other side, and God's going to get the glory. God's going to move like never before. Listen to this. Now, therefore, this is Isaiah 53. This is the proclamation. This is the product prophetic declaration of the cross out of the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 53 in verse 3. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. We and we hid, we hid as it was our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs. Come on, somebody. He's carried our sorrows. And yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. I love what Peter writes in, in Peter 2.24 says, by his stripes we were healed. We've already been healed over 2,000 years ago that the, the, um, the vaccination for the coronavirus happened 2,000 years ago. His name was Jesus on the cross, friend. Come on, somebody. He gave us the promise of his word. He gave us something we could stand on in this season. So listen to this. The word grief in the Hebrew word is the Hebrew word for sickness, disease, or sadness. It comes from a root word that literally means to be worn down. Jesus carried all of our sorrows, our anxieties, and our illnesses to the cross. That's enough to make anyone shout right there. Friend, listen to this. When we take communion and declare total health over our bodies, we are aligning ourselves up with the body of Christ and what he did for us. If we believe by his stripes we are healed, then there has to be something important in the act of partaking of his body in communion. His body suffered so our bodies wouldn't have to. Whew, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. When we take the bread, we are testifying that he is the healer. That we don't have to walk in sickness. That what Jesus did on the cross changed everything. I believe this by faith this morning. I believe that some of us that are dealing with sickness in our homes that is totally unrelated to the virus, but things that have plagued us, I promise you, friend, if you'll take the next 14 days and if you will focus on communion and adding it into your family before your family leaves in the morning, you declare the broken body of Jesus, you declare the blood of Jesus, which is the new covenant, you declare the benefits of the cross, which is healing, deliverance, come on somebody, and provision. I'm believing God as you take communion, you ain't going to see your business go down, friend. Come on, we don't have to be we don't have to receive what the media is telling us. We don't have to receive in this nation that there's going to be 20% unemployment. I do not believe that. I, I, I speak against that in the name of Jesus. I believe God is going to supernaturally uh, provide for us. It is time that the church rises up and realize that the, that the wealth of the world is going to be transferred into the church. I believe this is our greatest hour, friend. The Bible says that Isaac sowed in in a time of famine yet reaped a hundredfold. 
Do not speak death over your business. Don't speak death over your finances. Don't speak death into your home. Say, we're going to make it, and we're going we're, we're to make it fine in the name of Jesus. So listen to this. I want to read this again. When we take communion and declare total health over our bodies, we are aligning ourselves up with the body of Christ and what he did with, for us. If we believe that by his stripes we are healed, then there has to be something important in the act of partaking of his body in communion. Friend, I'm telling you, this is, no, this is just not some loaf of bread. When we partake of the communion, we are taking of the broken body of the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did for us. When we drink the juice, we are saying your blood is, a your blood is sufficient. Your blood is enough. As Pastor Parson used to say, there is still a cross that bleeds and a king that still redeems. I still believe in the power of it today, friend. To be, so we have to believe that by his stripes we're healed, then we have to believe there's something important in the act of partaking of his body in communion. His body sufficient. His body suffered so our bodies wouldn't have to. When we take the bread, we are testifying that he is the healer. That we don't have to walk in sickness. And that what Jesus did on the cross changed everything. Now listen to this. In John 6.35, Jesus said that I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger. And he who believes in me will never thirst. Bread is life sustaining. Bread was a common staple in that day. And Jesus put something that they could understand and they could identify with. He didn't say, I came, I came as the caviar or the filet mignon. He said, I am the bread of life. Now notice this, that bread... Is life sustaining? Listen to this. I found this out about bread. Of the 44 nutrients and vitamins necessary for human life found in food, bread made from freshly ground from freshly ground grain has 40. Jesus said, "I'm the bread of life." He said, "If you feast it on me, you shall never hunger." When Jesus shares a meal with his disciples on the last Passover, he he again offers himself to his disciples as bread. Jesus breaks bread saying this, it is my body. He offers us the chance to align our bodies with his bodies, broken and resurrected for us. He is the bread of life and he is the life. He is life, hope and healing. So, friend, this is, what, this is what I feel like to just really just break it down in simple terms. I'm going to preach this probably the fastest I've ever preached. I feel like that the Lord is speaking to me, and I'm telling you what I'm doing in my own household, that we're going to take communion every day, not as some fortune cookie. We're taking communion, and we're going to believe Exactly what I just read for you. Number one, when we partake of the bread and the juice, we're aligning ourselves with him. And we're declaring who we belong to. We are not some orphans unprotected. God Almighty is our father and he's a good father. And he watches out for us. And we're declaring that. With this, I'm declaring that with the bread and the juice, that Jesus bore my sicknesses upon the cross. 
that Jesus was rejected and full of grief and he was heavy laden down. He took that so that I would not have to live that way. I'm going to take communion and declare the peace of God into my household. That my children's not going to walk in fear that if they walk outside the house that they're going to get some virus. I declare that in the name of Jesus. No fear be upon them right now. And we declare that with the juice and with the bread that we're receiving, we're receiving the benefit package that is, that is, that, that is mine as a believer that I can draw on. That I don't have to be depressed. That I don't have to be discouraged. That I don't have to be without hope. Listen to this. I was reading this the other day, and I thought this is powerful. You know that the Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. We are the only creation that is given that, that uh, demand to have faith. Other, other part of creation doesn't have faith, doesn't have hope. But friend, listen to this. Hope is what builds the future. Hope, the hope inside of you guarantees you of a future. Come on, somebody. And if you take away that hope, you can look, you, you, you take your, you remove yourself from your future. You cannot lose hope in a time such as this. I'm telling you, friend, God is going to do amazing things. The Bible says, arise, even though darkness cover the land, arise and shine for thy light has come. You heard me say this last week. Every jeweler, every jewelry store that you go into, they line, they line the backside of those diamonds with dark felt. It is not to draw our attention to the dark felt. It is to draw our attention to the brightness of the diamond. All of this darkness will, review, will, will reveal the beauty of the church in these last days. The beauty of the church throughout these, these, these days ahead of us, friend. And I believe now is the time that we as the church must stand up and, 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 and bring an authentic representation of the Lord Jesus Christ. That we tell our neighbors, listen, listen. If you want to be safe, there is one place you can be hidden, and we are hidden in Christ. And so there is no requirements. You know, a lot of times we taught as communion where the Scripture says, Paul said, examine ourselves. I believe the th main thing that we should examine ourselves in this season, if we've got aught with anybody, if we got unforgiveness, and we're dealing with things where we've been wronged by people, listen to this. You heard me read it out of the Scripture. The Bible says, Jesus, after he was handed over, after he was handed over that night, he ha he uh, Paul said, "I was handed down as he was handed over this 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 thing concerning communion." And the Bible says that in that moment of his betrayal, that he rose up, took the bread and the cup, and he gave thanks unto God. So, if we're in a season where we're holding things against one another, now's the time to deal with those things. Listen, if we'll deal with those things while we're quarantined for the next two weeks in our in our houses, saying, "God, get rid of any of that unforgiveness, get rid of any bitterness." get rid of any anger and those things in our heart imagine how powerful the corporate gathering will be when we come back together and I believe we're going to sense the presence and the power of God like we have never felt as a corporate gathering of people when we come back together in this house I believe our worship is going to the next level I believe that signs wonders and miracles are going to the next level across this nation I'm telling you God is about to put his glory on display like never before and so so now, I want us to just receive communion together. And whatever you have in your house, don't panic if you don't have any bread. Uh, you know, um, uh, praise God, if you got toilet paper in your house, you got a precious uh, a commodity. And so, but anyhow, uh, we're just going to take right here, take communion, and we're going to declare all of these promises over our church family. 
We're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna rise up in the morning. You're gonna take communion with your family, and you're gonna declare Psalms 91 over your household. You're gonna declare. You're gonna declare. Listen, just as the children of Israel applied the blood to the two two doorposts and to the lentils, it was a sign to the spirit realm. It was a it was a sign to the spirit realm. Listen, this house belongs to Yahweh. And so that is what we're declaring at my household. That's what I'm declaring for my Cornerstone family and all of those that are, are connected to this ministry, that it is a sign to the spirit realm that we belong to Yahweh. We have been bought with the precious blood of the Lamb, that He is King. We declare that. And if there be any sickness in this body, we command it to be gone right now in the name of Jesus Christ and believe God uh, uh, for healing. As I shared with you in this body last week, um, I, I wear contacts and uh, I have a problem seeing uh, anything at a distance. Things become blurry. I noticed that when I would put my contacts in, I couldn't hardly read or I could, or things were blurry along off and I thought something was wrong with my contacts. So I took those contacts out, replaced them, put another set in and it was the same thing and so I haven't had contacts in my eyes for over two weeks had no problem with my eyes so I'm just which I will go back to the doctor because that you got to put all that in there for the doubter come on somebody but I'll go back to the doctor and and see if there be any stigmatism left in my eyes but as far as me I can see fine without that and and I'm just telling you now's the time just believe God for some great mighty things I'm gonna believe God I'm gonna be blessed like never before in this time in this season there there's no recession coming to my city coming to my town my state, my nation. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I declare that we're going we're gonna to soar like never before. We will soar like never before in the name of Jesus. So this morning, I want you to take, take the bread, take the bread, and as you hold the bread, the Bible says we, 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 we don't come to this as, as, as being afraid. Let me go back to this. I want to say this before we, before we close this. We, you know, some, the way to talk about examine yourself and they got it where people's just afraid to touch communion. Let me tell you what makes us worthy is the blood. The Bible says through the blood of Jesus, we come boldly before the throne room of God. We do not have to humble ourselves down like a coward or like some little orphan trying to enter in the presence of God. What makes us worthy of the presence of God is not by how much Bible we read, not how many times we prayed and all of those things. What makes us worthy is the blood of Jesus. So this bread is the broken body of the Lord Jesus Christ. This body was broken for me. It was broken for you, friend. It was broken for your healing. It was broken for your deliverance. And it was broken for your freedom and the prosperity over your business, over your family, and over your life. As we receive this, we declare all the benefits of the new covenant which was given to us. As you heard me read this morning, all, all things belong to us. Friend, all things belong to us this morning. Friend, he's healed all our sickness and all our disease. I want that to sink deep into your heart right now, friend. Those that, those that are battling fear, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. He gave us His body so that we could have peace during this time and season right here. So the peace of God I release into your house. As you partake of the bread this morning, I declare your household healed. I declare your household staying under the divine favor of God, abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. I declare just as 
says, the book of Exodus says, this will be a sign to the spirit realm. We belong to Yahweh. Let's receive the bread. Now, as we approach the juice, again, what we're doing is a prophetic act. Remember, a prophetic act is a Holy Spirit-led action that breaks up the atmosphere. While we're breaking up the atmosphere in our home where fear is coming out of the TV through the newscast or through social media, and all of these things, we're going to run out of food and uh, there's going to be no toilet paper and all of this kind of stuff. This prophetic act is breaking up the atmosphere in our homes. And what's happening is our hearts are being realigned. Our hearts and our minds are being realigned to the reality that, that we are from above, friend, not on this earth. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. My God, I feel the Lord right here. So when we do this prophetic act, we're shattering all of that atmosphere and realigning our hearts and realigning our minds and saying, oh my God, I'm an ambassador for Christ. God is for me. If he be for me, then who in the world could be against me? I'm divinely protected. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I'm abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. I mean, my God, the angels of the Lord stand guard over my property, over my children, over my household. Come on, somebody. Over my business. All of this we're declaring remember in that place of being handed over Jesus took the last he took the last supper with his disciples the Passover and he said this is the blood the blood of the new covenant we're no longer under the law friend we are under grace we are under mercy I wish the church would get a revelation of the mercy of God mercy triumphs over judgment. Psalms 136 every verse begins with thy mercy endureth forever thank God for his mercy upon this nation. We cry out for mercy upon this nation. Come on somebody. We cry out for mercy like never before and this is the blood of the new covenant that we're about to partake when you swallow the juice you are receiving the covenant that was bought for, that was bought and paid for by the stripes upon his back we are healed that he bore our griefs and he carried our sickness and all of our disease, all of our anxiety, all of our depression, all of it was carried to the cross and nailed to the cross. And today you and I can be free. We can be free from anxiety because it was nailed to the cross. We can be free from sickness because it was nailed to the cross. We can be free from sin because it was nailed to the cross. Come on, somebody. We can be free from we can be free from fear because it was nailed to the cross. The Bible said had hell had known the outcome, he would have never crucified the Lamb of Glory. But now you and I have the privilege of sitting as king's kids to partake of this Passover meal. And I want to remind you too, as I was reading, and I believe this, and I've come in agreement with this, as, as Chuck Pierce and others has, less, has, has released at Passover, this thing that has attacked our nation and the globe will pass over. We declare that this is the meal that heals America right here this morning. In the name of Jesus, let's receive the blood. Friend, I want to encourage you in this. 
as you partake of communion in your house with your family, I decree and declare you're going to see transformation like never before. We need to take our kids and explain to them the meal that we have right here. This is the reason why we do it. Why do we do this? Explain to them. Teach them. Teach your children. Let them, I mean, talk about now's a time to sit down and have Bible stories at night. Tell them about the miraculous uh, feeding of the 5,000. Take it, take them, take them through the Bible stories and, 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 and just take this time, take advantage of this time where we're not living a fast-paced life of playing baseball, gymnastics, dancing, all the things in which we that tie up our lives and get us so busy. Take this time to spend it with your family. Enjoy your family. And take this time to pray and intercede. Pray for our nation. Pray for, the, pray for the entire earth right now. And I just believe, I'm telling you, I believe in my heart that Passover, this thing is going to pass over. I want to encourage you, if you need us, friend, we're one phone call away. Any of y'all that need us, you can call the church, call Pastor Stanton, call me, call Pastor Matt. Just get a hold of somebody. We're here to serve you, whatever. We're still working every day. And so, um, uh, also too, many have asked about giving. Many, many has asked me, you know, what do we do with our tithes? Well, let me say this. The church has still got to function, friend. The light bill still got to be paid. Staff still work here. So, um, so obviously we need you to obey God in the area of tithing and giving. That is another area that we're going to break fear that we are not, we are not going to hoard in this season. My family will give like never before. I will not stop giving, um, and so if you, we encourage you to give online, we have that on our platform. Uh, and so if you want to give online, I encourage you, if you don't have the app, here's how you can download the app. If you will type in Sparks Will Fly, put a space, an APP, that's Sparks Will Fly, space, APP, and text that to 77977, you will receive a link to show you how to download the app. Also, if you want to mail in your tithes, you can mail them in to Cornerstone Christian Church at P.O. Box 618 Sparks, Georgia, 31647. I about lost the zip there for a minute. So listen, if you want to give, give online. If you don't have the app, you can, you can text Sparks Will Fly Space APP and text that to 77977. Also, you can mail your ties in at Cornerstone Christian Church, P.O. Box 618, Sparks, Georgia, 31647. Or just call us or you could come by during the week. Uh, you know what I'm saying? If we're not here, if we're out of the office uh, when you come by, or you can just text someone, call us or whatever. So we just trust God that you're going to obey God in that. We're going to see God uh, supernaturally bless us during this time and this season. And so I want to pray over you, friend. I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm greatly encouraged this morning. I'm just telling you, if our, if our families are going to come together and they're going to seek God in this time, and you're going to take communion every day over the next 14 days, you're going to make this a, this a, this a deal. You're going to make this a priority into your house, and your kids are going to be receiving communion. I promise you, when we gather back in this tabernacle here at the stone, God's going to hit this place with a lightning bolt. This place is going to be absolutely unbelievable. And and so I'm just believing for that. I can't wait till we all get together and um, because there's just something about the corporate anointing when we all go and worship the Lord together. And so looking forward to seeing you all. And, um, and so I want to pray a blessing over your house.
And uh, so, Father, I bless, I bless the people this morning. I thank you for encouragement. I thank you, Lord God, that you've not left us, that you are still on the throne. And, Father, I thank you for divine protection. I thank you for fear being shattered and hope arising in the people of God. We're going to build like never before in this season. And so, Father, I just thank you for that. I thank you as they spend time with their families. Lord, strengthen every family in this house. Strengthen our marriages in this time. Uh, uh, just strengthen everything about the family unit during this time. Let us go deeper in your word. Let us read the books that we've got on our shelves that we, we, we've been letting dust collect on them. We've been saying and procrastinating saying we're going to read. Now's a time to really dig in and read. Let us cut the old news off. Don't let us get bogged down into that and, and, and don't let that be pumping straight in our house. And Lord, anytime we feel ourselves overtaken, we've learned today that communion is a prophetic act. And that prophetic act disrupts the atmosphere. It changes it. It releases peace. It releases wholeness. And it reminds us back to the kingdom of heaven. And it reminds us back to realizing whose we are and we belong to you. You're going to supernaturally protect us in this season. You're going to supernaturally encourage us in this season. God bless you, friend. We love you. We're praying for you. If you need us, call us. Don't forget to um, watch us online in this season. We're going to be coming back. We'll be updating you on some things. Uh, let us know when we can get back together and let us uh, let you know when we can all just get back together as family and worship God together and shout and run around this place. God bless you, friend. We love you. We'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed our message of the week. Thanks for joining us. Our passion at Cornerstone is our family atmosphere built on deep relationships. We want to connect with you. Please take a moment and download our app and connect with us on social media to stay updated with all things Cornerstone. We pray you have a wonderful week. Yeah.